I'm already falling apart. We haven't even made it to posh news. <laughs> I mean, no okay. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on our reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. Today, we will be talking about how to get your motivation back. You know, sometimes you're just not feeling it. And what do you do? That's normal with anything. But I feel like especially with reselling, there's so many ups and downs and it's easy to feel like really into it one week and then to feel like "Mm, maybe I'm just over it the next week. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So we're going to go through our tips for dealing with that. But before we get into that, how's it going this week? What's new with you? Not too much new this week. I've just been working on my posh day in and day out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But one thing that's a little bit funny is we'll get into this more when we get into the goals update, but I'm on the cusp of being, being able to make my August goal. And I went sourcing the other day and I had a bunch of stuff ready to list. And all month, as you know, for my goal, I've been doing just five items every day, um, scheduling them out. But since there's only a few days left of the month and I'm so close, I texted Maddie this morning and I'm like, I think I'm just going to list all the items. That way they can hopefully have a better chance of selling in the next like four days before the month's over. So as like a last push for August today, I just listed all my last stuff. So hopefully that'll give my closet some some traction here to, to make the cross the finish line into my goals. I posted a reel today of trying on some of the items that I source. I've been really sourcing fall items. So everything I listed today is for fall. And one of the things that I was super excited to find this week is I found five pairs of Steve Madden shoes and they were all in like really good condition. And like three of the four pairs were all in my size. So it's really hard to not just keep them because they're so cute but I have them all listed and I was, I'm feeling excited about Steve Madden because last week I sold a pair of Steve Madden sandals, which they're a pair that I actually already do own. So I wasn't tempted to keep those ones, (laughs) but, but um, they sold really fast. So when I found these other few pairs in really good condition, I had to pick them up for sure. Oh, definitely. You're getting into the shoe game. I mean, usually I am. Yeah, like I, I like I said, I listed those Steve Madden's last week that already sold, and then that made me pick up even more. So then I have five new pairs. Plus, the other day when I was um, looking for things to 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 list in my my Poshmark to hit my five day goal, I was kind of clearing through some of my own personal items again. And I've had these two boxes of shoes that have been in our garage, literally in boxes since we moved last November, and we haven't unpacked them. And we haven't worn them. So I was going to go through them and be like, do we even need these? What's even in here? And and I found a few pairs of my own shoes that I listed too. So I've literally listed like maybe 10 to 15 pairs of shoes on my Poshmark in the last week, which is like very not typical for me. I normally don't yeah. really pick up shoes. I don't even really look at the shoes that closely, but 
they do sell pretty fast and there's they, they sell for a good price. So I'm trying to get into it more. Definitely. That's exciting. What's new with you this week? So I finished up my name your own price sale on Monday, which I think went really well. We'll have to do a full episode, like we said, kind of comparing and contrasting the name your own price sale with the the other sale we did where we had like a set price, but I sold more items this time and definitely for a higher price than my other sales. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think I could have even done, I think I'm like learning each time I do the sale of like what works for me, but I think I could have even done more communicating with people. So kind of motivated next time I do a sale to keep that in mind. I was thinking the same exact thing. And I was even thinking, I'm like, like I said, I'm really close to making my August school and I really don't want to miss it. So I was like, maybe even this weekend, I'll just send a few more messages and like have a fake sale for only a few people. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly still might just to try to drive some last minute selling. Exclusive sale. (laughs) Exclusive sale. If I can find anyone I haven't already messaged. That's hilarious. No, I'm sure you'll make it. You have a a full weekend. The weekends are always good. And then... Oh, I had something really exciting happen to me on Monday also. So on Sunday, I like packaged up all of the sales I had made so far from my name your own price sale and like had a lot and I was so excited and I was like, well, I have to take a picture of this. Like this doesn't happen a lot. (laughs) Let's be real. And I took a picture on Sunday night and I posted it on my Poshmark Instagram account at shop with Maddie 27. And the next day, Macy, our sister texted me and she's like, oh my gosh, Poshmark commented on your picture. And I was like, what? That's so cool. Like they literally just like sent like two emojis. <laughs> like they didn't like say anything. <laughs> we were already starstruck about We were that. like, oh my gosh. And then I saw like, I had a new, you know, like away on the right side of Instagram, there's like the the spot where like if other people tag you in their posts, that's where they show up. I don't know what that's yes. called, but I had a new one of those. And like, I, like, let's be real. I assumed it was you on the sisters who posh <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I have been a little more active on there lately. So right. I you think that, <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually Poshmark used my picture for their like Monday motivation post with like a bunch of other resellers with their package picks and I died I was like what is happening this is crazy it was so like it was so funny too because mine was like towards the end so I was like swiping through all the other people's and then all of a sudden it was like me and I was like oh but that was really exciting and yeah it definitely has not happened to me before when I see like Poshmark post those I'm like how do people get on there like you know what I mean like yeah it just never makes oh sense. Oh my gosh, to me. that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So that was really exciting. Might never happen again. So definitely was. It's gone to her head. She's a celebrity now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then also, right before we recorded a little behind the scenes, we were deciding what time we were going to record. And basically, I had an hour to kill. <laughs> <laughs> before it was I pushed us back an hour <laughs> and I was like kind of joking I was like should I go to Play-Doh's for an hour like and then you were like actually yeah and then I was like actually like what am I really gonna do for an hour here so so I went to Play-Doh's right before we started recording 
And I feel like the last couple of weeks I've been like, oh, I went to Play-Doh's and I found like 30 things and they're all like <laughs> the best brands possible. Yeah. And today I went and I've got one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. You were on a time crunch, so maybe that was part of it. But yeah, you don't always walk away a total winner like the last couple of times. <laughs> Definitely. So I saved my 20% off coupon for next time. I'll definitely go again, but yeah, just one thing to list. <laughs> so our next segment is our listener Q&A. We had someone ask us this week, and we thought this was such a good question. What is one item in your closet that just won't sell that's been listed the <laughs> longest? And I think we both can definitely have a whole list of these items, especially early on things that we sourced that were mistakes. <laughs> but we scrolled through our own closets to see what kind of stood out as like the, I guess, the oldest biggest the loser. Old. <laughs> <laughs> biggest yeah, the loser. oldest, <laughs> the oldest of the old. So Maddie, what was your, what's the one thing that stands out every time you're sharing your closet or when you're copying listings and you just see it again, what's the one that just puts that pit in your stomach? Okay. So I picked two, one from a mystery box and then one from something that I sourced in person. So the mystery box was from literally May, 2020 <laughs> first month on Poshmark. And it's a pair of Athleta leggings the problem is they are, they kind of have a lot of things going against them. They're low rise, cropped. Strike one. Cropped, strike two. <laughs> Weird pattern, stripe three. <laughs> and then their size extra, extra small, which is like just not a lot of people are that size. So it's mm. a small market. So, and like I bought the mystery box for these leggings. Like I saw that like Athleta leggings were in this box. And like, that was a big reason why I bought the box. And I was looking through the picture from the mystery box and every other, there was like eight or so items in there. Every other thing has sold <laughs> except the leggings. And then this one dress that was so weird that I <laughs> donated it. <laughs> But it's just like, like I just need this out of my life. <laughs> yeah. That was like when we were moving, I'm like, there's no way this is making it on the truck. Like <laughs> it has to sell or it has to go one way or the other. But it's just like ironic that like the reason I bought the box is the leggings and what hasn't sold the leggings. So <sighs> you had high hopes. Yeah. In your defense, since it was a mystery box, you probably didn't know, like you probably just saw that Athleta and you might not have known that like the, they were low rise or like some of the other things. Yeah. I knew they were extra, extra small. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That wasn't but a I deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they were low rise. I didn't know, you know, that they were cropped. So yeah, it is what it is. I did spend, I think it was like 12 or $15 on the whole mystery box. So it's like, we made the money back. Let's be real. Like we don't really need to yeah. sell the leggings at this point, but just annoying. And then the second item. So I, I couldn't 
really remember what I sourced like the first time I went in Chicago in person at the Goodwill. I don't know if that means they all sold or if they're there and I just don't remember. But then like shortly after I went in person once, then I took a trip to Colorado and I went sourcing in person there. And I have some stuff from that sourcing trip. <laughs> one of them What's the is, standout. <laughs> one of them is this orange t-shirt that is like the Lion King. <laughs> and like, I think, well, I don't know. When did that new Lion King come out? Was that in 2020? I don't know. Let me look. Maybe it was 2019, but in my head, I was like, oh, well, this new live new live action. Yeah. <laughs> like people are going to be wanting this. Like the Beyonce's involved. Like, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It was July 2019. Okay. So, so you're just riding the high year. of that live action. It had been a full year. So, never mind. But <laughs> I thought this was like slam dunk. Who doesn't love Disney? Like, come on. And it still hasn't sold. I even have the stock photo for it. I've tried it so many different ways with like the flat lay, the stock photo. I don't know. Nothing seems to work. I don't know what the deal <laughs> is, but those are the two that stand out for me. How about oh you? Oh my gosh. Same kind of story. I picked one from a mystery box, one from me sourcing in person. And can't stress enough how much we, Sisters Who Posh podcast has been on record before endorsing sourcing from mystery boxes. And I need to, <laughs> I need to set the record straight. Do not source from mystery boxes unless you literally have no other option. It is just not the way to go, in my opinion. Unless, unless you find a really, really good one, I just feel like I have a lot of mystery box items that have been hanging out in my closet for over a year and just spend your money elsewhere. Different time when we were getting the mystery boxes. Unprecedented (laughs) times. (laughs) Called for desperate measures. Yeah. So I have a mystery box. box. (laughs) Yep. It was a five item mystery box. It was $15, but with the shipping and tax, I paid $23.41 for five items. So about like $4 an item ish. And I purchased this box on drum roll, please. <laughs> April 29th, 2020. Mom's so birthday. Like, <laughs> happy birthday to our mom commemorated with this lovely mystery box. That's now been in my closet for a year and a half almost. Yeah. So I have sold four of the five things, which, you know, not too bad. And they are urban outfitters staring at stars, hot pant printed shorts. Nice. Navy blue, like tribal print. They are, I'm just going to say it. They're chuggy. They are like <laughs> 2014 peak style of having like that, like Aztec print short. Mm. Um, but oh, yeah. for 2021 there, no one is wanting them. In the meantime, they'll just be listed in my closet another day. Well, I've literally grim been- too going into fall. It's looking real grim. <laughs> Two summers of them being listed in my closet. No buyers. They are size zero. I have sent offers for like $7 on them before. And let me just look. They have one like right now. So not a lot of action. Um, 
wouldn't recommend. Wouldn't re- I don't even think Urban Outfitters makes their sub-brand staring at stars anymore. So like no one's searching for it. No one's searching for it. Yeah. Don't recommend. Zero out of 10. Okay. And then just glancing through my closet, another standout <laughs> was... <laughs> This is kind of, this is one specific item, but also kind of just a tip in general. So I have a top shop. It's like a super mini skirt, a denim jean mini skirt, top shop brand size. I don't have it in front of me, but it's definitely a really small size. And it has, it has like a ribbon of red stripe down the side with rhinestones in it, like a little racer stripe with rhinestones. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know, because like on paper, I'm like, I, I sometimes like sourcing Topshop, but I feel like one thing about Topshop that you have to keep in mind is that I think Topshop closed all of its US locations a few years ago. Maybe there's like one or two left, but they used to be everywhere. And now they aren't in the US market anymore. And I think if you're selling on Poshmark in the US, you you it helps to have brands that like are still currently putting out items because that's more like top of people's mind to be searching mm. those brands still. So Topshop in itself is kind of risky. And then denim jean skirts don't recommend. I've experimented. I've tried. I have made well jean skirts in my closet. I have, I found that an Everlane jean skirt recently that I was excited about. And it's like, no one is buying jean skirts really. Like they don't get a lot of likes. I send offers for like $20 on all these like Madewell and Everlane skirts yeah. and like people even aren't into that. And when I think about it, it's like, I don't, I haven't really seen many people wearing jean skirts. Like they're just not very on trend right now. If you love jean skirts and you're rocking them, you do you. But I think like of what's like popular and super trending, it's just not style right now. Well, I feel like those like corduroy skirts were kind of in style a few years ago. Maybe they still are. I honestly don't know. Like, I think they're cool, but you know, yeah, I'm never right about. So I don't know if like the jean skirts get lumped in with those skirts. Like I haven't had like a ton of success selling those skirts either, but I think those would do better than a jean skirt, you know? Yeah, I think like skirts you have to be really careful with in general, but there's certain styles that are like, I I think you're right, like a corduroy one, I've seen really cute ones of those or like a midi length, like printed satiny kind of skirt, those do pretty well. Those do pretty good. But like a denim skirt, that's like a true, like a cut off mini skirt, jean skirt, doing well for me in any brand. And like, I would say like, especially like Everlane, like I think Anything else I list of Everlane sells within two weeks for sure. But the jean skirt, I've only had it like a month, but (laughs) probably that could be high hopes for the top shop with the red stripe down the side. You know what I mean? Definitely. (laughs) Those are our longest standing items. It's kind of like golf where you like want it to be low and these ones have like the highest score. So thanks so much for the question. If you guys have any other questions, always reach out to us at gmail, sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or our Instagram, sisterswhoposh. So switching gears a little bit, we've added a new segment recently where we highlight a listener's win for the week, their reselling win. So this week's listener win comes from Sharing Ravens. 
So she said, I went to Plato's closet yesterday and found a pair of women's nine, nine and a half Birkenstocks flipped on posh in less than 24 hours. The profit from those covered almost double what I spent at Plato's. Thanks again, ladies. Wow. It covered her whole, her whole haul almost double. And she that's did like it the dream hours. Yeah. It's like then everything else, it's like pressure is off. <laughs> I love when that happens when you pay for your trip, like within the same day. Cause then it's just like smooth sailing from here on out. Definitely. Awesome <laughs> job. Keep up the great work sharing Ravens. It's so fun to hear your win. If you have a listener win that you'd like shared on our next episode, definitely reach out to us. We love reading these. It's such a positive way to, I don't know. It keeps me motivated, which is the topic of today's whole episode. So definitely (laughs) send us those wins. Yes. So that brings us to our next segment. One of our new segments, which is our posh news update. Each week we will give you guys an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, anything like that, or in the reseller community. All right, so for this week's Posh News Update, I've seen this shared a few times around Instagram, other resellers talking about it, but Urban Outfitters has a new reselling app, kind of. So <laughs> they're they're partnering with Newly, or is Newly already part of Urban Outfitters? Somehow there's an app called Newly that you could use to rent clothing before. Yeah, I think that was already associated with Urban Outfitters. Got it. So you could kind of rent clothing to this app newly, and it was associated with Urban Outfitters. And now they have introduced Newly Thrift, which is basically like a Poshmark reseller marketplace associated under the Urban Outfitters brand. Yes. And they mentioned on there, too, that you could sell clothes from other brands as well, not just Urban Outfitters. So I think this is really exciting that another app is going to be kind of popping up. I mean, we'll definitely have to try it out, I feel like. I mean, it's always scary when there's going to be a new app or new marketplace or a big change in the reseller world. But it is exciting because, I mean, Urban Outfitters, that's the mother brand of anthropology, free people, and of course, Urban Outfitters. And So that's huge that now they're even getting in on the reseller game. So I feel like that's a good thing for like sustainability. And I feel like that's a good thing for resellers in general, that there'll be another place to diversify and share your listings to. Yeah. So is it live yet? One day ago, Urban Outfitters to move into the secondhand apparel market. Fresh off of a record-breaking second quarter, Urban Outfitters is forging ahead with a new consignment app that looks to create a marketplace for previously owned products and boost sales for the Philadelphia retailer. Called Newly Thrift, the service will launch this fall with an app and sell women's, men's, and children's apparel and accessories. As with any consignment store, Urban will receive a fee from any items sold on their platform. Urban described Newly Thrift as the sister platform to Newly Rent, so it's a sister platform with Newly Rent, which was their subscription rental service, similar to Rent the Runway. Nice. 
And I think I saw too that the fees are like about 10%. So should be pretty similar to Mercari that way. That's awesome because I feel like a lot of the stuff, especially that we source, I mean, we talk about all the time, free people, anthropology, those are like <laughs> some of our favorite brands to source and a lot of other resellers too. And so to have a reselling app that's like targeted at people that like those brands, that's definitely something we're going to be interested in learning more about. Definitely. I think I saw too that like once you get, once you make a sale on this app, then you can either obviously like cash it out or you can use it in the app and you get like, Oh, I see this. It's called newly cash. Yeah. And so I think you can use that also at like urban outfitters. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly like what percentage more you get if you do it that way, but I mean, pretty cool. Taking a page from the kid is in kids cash. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it was called, kids bucks. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see how that comes into play. I don't see like a release date yet, but be on the lookout because it does say this fall. Awesome. So that brings us to our main event of today's episode. We are going to be talking all things motivation, what to do when you lose your motivation, and also just to be relatable. Like it's normal sometimes to not be, you know, feeling the inspiration when it comes to reselling, when it comes to Poshmark and all of that jazz. Definitely. So our first tip to get your motivation back is to be okay with taking a break for a little bit. So if you're really not feeling it or, you know, you just have a lot going on, so you're not motivated to work on your reselling business or go thrifting or, you know, work on anything, just give yourself a break. And that might mean, okay, I'm going to take a break for a couple of weeks, you know, it's going to look different for everyone, but giving yourself that time to kind of step away. Yeah. Refresh, come back with a clear mind. <laughs> Definitely. I'm thinking like, especially now that I'm full-time reselling, it's easy to just work a little bit on reselling like every single day. So I think this is also something you, you can do to be like proactive so that you don't feel like any burnout or lack of motivation is make sure that you're giving yourself a day or two off during the week too, where you don't always have to be reselling is weird because it's like a lot of the stuff we're doing is pretty like passive. So it feels like, Oh, like at night, like me and my husband are watching a show and like laying in bed. Like I can just quick, like scroll through my closet and answer any questions or like send any offers out or so on and so forth. But it's like, it is important to like, also, I, I've caught myself many times, and then I feel like this leads to a lack of motivation later, where like it's like late at night and I'm like just scrolling through my Poshmark again for like the millionth time of the day. And it's like that can kind of get borderline unhealthy. And also you're gonna burn out, which is not gonna be good for your sales in the future. <laughs> right. And also, you know, you could think about taking a break in a small way too, of like, okay as like a part-time person where I do a lot of my reselling kind of tasks or whatever on the weekends, giving myself a break on even the day that I'm going to work on my Poshmark a lot of like, okay, I'm going to do this workout or I'm going to, you know, have another thing going on that day too, just so then you're not like so locked in. 
You yeah. Know? Create like just a little section of time where, okay, I'm going to do my couple tasks with Poshmark, but then like I'm taking the rest of the day off to do what I really want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Our second tip for getting your motivation back is to switch up your sourcing. This was huge for us. I feel like in the last couple months, um, I think we both at different times had kind of felt like, uh, like it's just so redundant, like going to the same places and then listing them. And like, it just kind of, you kind of get mm-hmm. bored with it. But one thing we did is we, I think last summer had sourced at Plato's Closet a little bit. And I know we talk about Plato's Closet all the time now, but <laughs> seriously, that gave us a lot of motivation to like, to check out a new spot and find a lot of good brands and be really excited about it. So if that's you and you're feeling kind of bored of your same stores that you've been stopping into, like check out different spots where you could source and feel free to get creative with it. Like maybe there's like a big city nearby you could take like a day trip to and do some sourcing there if, if you're kind of limited in your options uh, in the spot you're at. But I feel like getting a change of scenery can make like all the difference for getting your excitement back about what you're doing. Definitely. Our third tip is to just get organized and kind of declutter your space. We talked about our inventory systems in a recent episode, but, you know, having everything have a spot and feeling good about where everything is definitely helps you get your motivation back and makes you feel less overwhelmed. I know when I have a lot of stuff sitting out from my like recent sourcing trip, then it's just overwhelming. Like there's just a lot going on. It feels like not done, but, but yeah, just even taking an hour to put, put everything away in a spot that makes sense for you or finding a little corner for your Poshmark stuff definitely helps feel more organized. Yeah. I think kind of comes with the territory of reselling. It's just kind of like a messy, cluttery job because you're just constantly bringing in all this new stuff into your house And you can't necessarily put it all away, like right the second you get home, because you have to like process it and like do everything that you need to do with it to get it listed and then put away. And just speaking from my own experience, like in July, we talked about how we were both traveling quite a bit. We had like some different events we needed to go to. And then my sales and my routines with my Poshmark were like definitely taking the back seat. And now August this month, I've been home all month. And one of the first things I did like early in August, I had this like huge death pile of all this stuff. And the minute I got that like taken care of and put away, I just feel so much better like waking up and like getting to work on my posh. Like everything, every single aspect of everything else I have to do for reselling feels so much more manageable when there's not like something like hanging over your head. So like taking the one day to just right. like, if you're feeling demotivated, like I was feeling demotivated a lot of days when I would wake up and it's like, oh, I have this huge pile of stuff I need to do. But once you like clear a day to like tackle it and get your space cleaned up and functional for you again, it just makes such a difference in your motivation level. Now I'm actually like excited to like wake up and list new things and, you know, yeah, do the whole thing. (laughs) Definitely. Our next tip is to just try something new, you know, mix it up a little bit. You could mix it up with your photography and try to take some like flat lay pictures or try out modeling, even just taking the pictures in a different area of your house or your apartment really mixes it up and helps you kind of get those creative juices flowing of how to take the best picture with, you know, the tools that you have. You could also mix it up by running a sale. We've both tried this and 
were pleasantly surprised with the results. <laughs> so that definitely helped us get our motivation back at certain points throughout the summer when things got busy. I mean, we've even experimented, like we go in phases where we're like really into cross-listing and then sometimes we're like not right. caring about it. Yeah. But I feel like that was something that we kind of mixed up, especially back in June where yeah. we're both feeling a little stale. So we're like, okay, like I'm feeling stale. I'm feeling demotivated. I'm going to try cross-listing more to Mercari or doing this. And then you, when you, you know, you, if you do spend any time or effort doing something, you know, not everything's going to be a total home run, but typically it will pay off a little bit. So like whether it be cross-listing and making a few sales from that or like running a sale and then you have a few sales from your weekend, like that always gets me reinvigorated to be excited about reselling again. <laughs> yeah. It keeps it fresh too. Like we said, you know, sometimes you can get in such a routine with this that it gets boring, but mixing it up in any way you can with the reselling business definitely helps keep it fresh. Even today. So today I made like a reel where I like using the items that I thrifted this last week, I like put some outfits together, which was just kind of fun and creative to work on that. Like that's not necessarily going to make me really any sales yeah. from doing that. But I feel like I even putting outfits together, that's something that I really like doing for like my own closet. And I like in my like background working retail, like helping customers find outfits was like something I really enjoyed. And I feel like it helps me the next time I go sourcing to be like, oh, it, it helps remind you, like even trying the clothes on yourself to model them or take a reel to mix it up, like kind of helps get inspiration back for like, oh yeah, like it is kind of fun to like be on the lookout for certain items next time you go thrifting or be excited yeah. about different styles. Definitely. Because so often when you're reselling, if you're finding stock photos and, you know, that's what I do 99% of the time, it's like you kind of get detached from like you're selling clothes and like clothes are fun. <laughs> like mm -hmm. our next tip is to celebrate the sales. So let's say you do try mixing something up like running a sale and you have sales, like don't forget to celebrate it and pat, your, pat yourself on the back. I think that's something that we do really well, Maddie, every day is like anytime we sell anything, we're always like screenshotting and like celebrating with each, each other. other. Yeah. Yeah. And that does help me get motivated because it's like, you know, celebrating the wins, whether it be like sharing to your Instagram or even if you don't have an Instagram for reselling, that's fine. Like, but maybe tell a friend, tell your mom, tell someone that you made this sale because it is exciting and you don't want to lose that with reselling because that's like the funnest part of reselling. I feel like that's how you all get addicted to reselling yes. in the beginning is when you make a sale. <laughs> for sure. I remember in the beginning, me and my husband would get coffee every time I made a sale at like a coffee shop and yeah. it was so motivating. Like it was such a fun, like now we get to do this fun thing and like, okay, obviously now thankfully we're at a point where we make too many sales where it would be like ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> to be going to get coffee every time, but like do something that makes it fun for you. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Exactly. So our next tip is if your sales are kind of slow, you know, things are not really moving for you, just really try to not compare yourself to others, especially if you're on like social media and follow other resellers, especially, you know, resellers that are full-time and have been doing this for a long time and have found a lot of success with it and are posting pictures with like a ton of packages or, you know, have found like the best brands and stuff like that. It can be discouraging when you're not 
finding the best brands and not <laughs> having a lot of sales. So I've definitely, if I'm kind of taking a step back from reselling, you know, like we talked about taking a little break here and there, I'll also take a break from looking at other resellers like content just because it's hard to not compare yourself to other people and it's hard to not feel like you're doing enough. You know what I mean? And like, it's okay to take a break and it's okay to not be at the same spot as other people. So just keeping that in mind. So you're not comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. I think it's such a balance with following other reselling accounts too. Cause it's like when you're in a motivated headspace, like seeing other people really like inspirational, but if you're kind of feeling yeah. down on yourself, you got to be able to be honest with yourself and be like, it's not this isn't right doing now. anything good for me right now to like see other people killing it. Like it's okay to just check out and look at it when you're more in that space where it's inspiring you again, not making you bad. <laughs> Definitely. So our next tip to get your motivation back is to set a goal. So we love setting goals at Sisters Who Posh. We it's, do. It really keeps us motivated. To be honest, I don't I don't think I would be as motivated if we didn't set the goals every month. It really keeps the us fact that we have to like report back on like how our sales are doing yeah. and like how we're doing <laughs> with our other goals that aren't tied to like monetary. It's like Keeps you accountable. Definitely. So highly recommend if you haven't yet set a sales goal. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's hard for us every month to know exactly, you know, what is attainable for that specific month, but just a ballpark, set a number or set, you know, a weekly goal, or we've done, you know, the non-monetary goals too, of like sharing your closet three times, things like that. Try setting a goal and see if that helps you get your motivation back as well because it definitely has helped us. Totally agree. I feel like that's an easy thing you can do. And I, I feel like the months where I'm feeling demotivated and like kind of down on myself with reselling, it's like, it's either because my goal is like completely like not realistic where I'm just like not even really entertaining the fact that I'm going to actually make right. it or I like am not even aware of what my goal is and not keeping it top of mind. So set a goal. It doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be like as small as anything. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to be like, I need to make the best month of sales I've ever made to be a goal. There's been months where we've scaled back our goals and been like, oh, I'm only going to try to make this much this month and, and something you can feel good about, something to hang your hat on. Definitely. And we've revised the goals too plenty of times yes. where it's like halfway <laughs> through the month, you're like, I am only a quarter of a way to the goals. So I got to scale this back or do something. And yeah, just like you said, having realistic goals, it doesn't help anyone for all of us to make goals that are not, you know, not where we're at right now. So just keeping that in mind too. Yeah. And that's another thing I like about the non-monetary goals too, because it's like, it, it does help us drive our sales to have those sales goals. And it's something that we're obviously always striving for, but the non-monetary goals, those are usually something that you can do like rain or shine and it's yeah. not really tied to your sales as much just to, like help you move that direction. But that way it's like, even if you're not making your sales goal, like I, for us, like even if we're not making our sales goal for the month, it helps having that second goal. Cause it's like, okay, well, what action am I taking this month? And at right. least I can feel good about that. Definitely. Then our final tip for today's motivation, how to get your mojo back, <laughs> is <laughs> setting a timer. So this, again, I had already mentioned, but like July, 
not the best month for me. Death pile <laughs> overtaking my life. And <laughs> like, that was something I was really putting off. But the day that I decided I'm like, okay, I'm putting all this stuff away. Like I just need a clean house and have a fresh slate. I like set like an hour timer to like tackle it. Like none of the things on your to-do list take as long as you think. I feel like, I feel like yeah. as humans, we're really guilty of like dreading tasks when they're like looming over you. But if you actually just set aside the time and just set a timer, try to knock it out, you'll be like pleasantly surprised. It never is as bad as it seems. And you know, then you can just move on to the next thing. <laughs> Definitely. I'm thinking of last weekend when I was making a frozen pizza and set a timer and was like, I want to just like photograph as much as I can while the pizza is cooking. It was like the most, it's like the same thing as like when you set, you, like you put something in the microwave and you have like one minute and you're like, okay, I have to go wash my hands and do this. You know what yeah. I mean? You can get so much done in one minute. And it's like, a normal one minute, you're like not doing anything, you know? So yeah. I think the timer really helps. I'm definitely going to be using this tip going forward, kind of more top of mind because yeah, I do this a lot where I'm like half doing like reselling tasks and like kind of dragging it out, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's better to just have a clear set window of time where you're going to work on something. And then that way you can actually really take off. I'm thinking of two things here. So yesterday, my husband and I, we were like, we need to do some yard work. He had the day off. And I feel like sometimes when we need to like do a house project or something, we're guilty of like, since it's his day off, we're like, oh, we'll like sleep in a little bit and like have like kind of a slower morning. And then the afternoon will be like, we'll do the project. Do the but like yesterday we like, we're like, no, we're going to get up. We're going to do the yard work because we live in Phoenix. It's going to be like a thousand million degrees outside by like <laughs> 10 a.m. So we, the time is of the essence. And we got up and we spent like an, only like an hour working on our yard outside. And like the rest of the day yesterday, it was like, you just feel like you earned your time off. We had like the most relaxing day. We went to brunch and then we were just like mad yeah. chilling. And you just feel so much more relaxed if you, you know, set aside a clear time and and, and then get the work done. And, and, and then, then you can really enjoy your work-life balance and having the time off. Yes. That's not about reselling, but like still applies. <laughs> still had to do it. <laughs> and then I'm also thinking of, I, I watch on YouTube. Um, there's like some YouTubers that do like cleaning videos and a big popular trend on there is doing like a power hour cleaning. So they literally make videos that are like an hour long of them cleaning their house. And anytime I have to clean my house, I like love putting one of those videos on because in the video in real time, like they like literally like make a to-do list. And then like, it's like amazing what you can done, get done in an hour. I can like clean my whole house in an hour if I have one of those videos on just because it's so like, you're just so in the zone. Go, task. Go, go. Yeah. And just being like, I feel like when you're like, okay, I'm going to like clean my kitchen, put this stuff away, put this laundry away in your head. This could take like, I'm like, oh, that's going to be like my whole day. But really it's like, those things don't take you that long. And if you just make a to-do list, set an hour timer, put on some good music. You can crank it out. Definitely. Yeah, that's something too, like not formally on our list, but it does help me get my motivation back when I'm doing a reselling task. You know, you can't, you kind of have to balance the line of like, 
if you're going to watch a show while you're doing the task, you still got to do the task. Yes. But like, or like if I'm photographing, like listening to a podcast while I'm doing it. So it's like, you're still like doing the task, but you're not like, you're not just like silently doing it alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Making it fun still. Cause then you're, you'll be, have a little more skip in your step, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Especially there's, you know, obviously there's, especially if we're doing like a reselling task, like there's our podcast. We have a lot of episodes you could go back and listen to. There's other reseller podcasts. Like I feel like listening to something kind of in line with what you're doing even helps give you the extra boost too sometimes to do the task. That's what helps me with watching those cleaning motivation videos. Cause it's like, definitely you see someone vacuuming and you're just like, Oh, seems satisfying. Like I can do that. <laughs> there's, there's like some science behind that of like, being motivated by others doing the same thing as you. Yeah. It's like peer pressure, but like in a good way. But in a great way. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our tips for getting your motivation back. I think, you know, that's normal. Never, never get down on yourself. Everyone goes through ups and downs. You're never, it'd be crazy if you were like always at a hundred percent motivation with anything you do, you know? So right. give yourself a little grace and Rest when you need to and use some of our tips to stay motivated when you want to. Definitely. All right. That brings us to our last section of the podcast. Our favorite segment, the goals. Goals update. Update. (laughs) (laughs) So Maddie, how is August going? We are on August. We're on August 27th. It is my half birthday. birthday! I was just going to (laughs) say. So August is going really well. My sale has really helped my numbers. (laughs) My goal for August was $900. And then the goal was long, long gone. Yeah, it was like nine. I was almost at $900 at the beginning of my sale. (laughs) So then I was kind of like, my best month ever was like 1260 something. So maybe we'll just go for that. But I didn't want to formally say that because what if it didn't happen? You know, the ups and downs of it all. And sometimes you just want to crush your goal and not have to like raise the goal in the meantime. You just want to be like, yeah, I made the freaking nailing it. (laughs) Yeah. So right now I'm at 1333. So. Both no matter crushed. what happens, like best month ever, even if I make no sales the rest of the month. So that's really exciting. I'm I'm glad this number is high, especially since I've found kind of like my best items ever in the last few weeks here. So I'm glad that's kind of reflected in the number and hopefully will be reflected in next month's number too, since some of the items are still available. So feeling really good about it. My second goal is to share my closet three times a day. And I was doing really well for a while (laughs) of like writing it down. I had a little like piece of paper where I was keeping a list of every day and then how many times I shared it. I would do a check mark. And then I was also keeping track of how many sales I made a day. To be honest, like the running a sale aspect was like, kind of draining. <laughs> like <laughs> I went really hard with the sale and then I was listing a lot last weekend. And then this week I was kind of like, 
taking it easy. So I wasn't tracking how many times I shared my closet each day. I think for the most part, I made the three times a day. But again, if you're not writing it down, don't really have the paperwork to back it up. But yeah, so definitely something. Do you think you were just like, do you think you were like, oh, I made the sales goal, like taking the rest of the month off or no? I mean, subconsciously, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm already honest. freaking crushing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crushing it. No more effort needed. <laughs> done. Done and done. People are wanting these things if I share them or not. So. <laughs> yeah. So I think the last, we have four days left of August when we're recording right now. So I think I'm going to try to share my closet three times a day and actually write it down for the last four days here, finish out strong, but overall feeling really good about August. I'm excited to go into fall. I feel like fall is just such a fun time with all the sweaters and jeans. That's like kind of our sweet spot. So really excited going into September. Yay. All right. What is your goal? How's it going? So my goal for August is to make 3000. I'm right now on the 27th. I'm at $2,719. Nice. So I'm on the cusp. We're recording this on a Friday. The month doesn't end until the new month starts on Wednesday? Question mark. Yeah. So we still have the whole weekend plus a couple extra days early on next week. So it's not out of the realm for me to cross the finish line. Like I said early in the episode, I listed a bunch of things today just to try to make like a final push for the end of the month. And I also mentioned like trying to maybe have like a secret sale or maybe doing like something to try to drive a little few extra sales in my closet. Cause I really want to make it to prove to myself I could make 3000. It wasn't just a fluke last it. time. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but anyway, I, my other goal was to list five items a day that overall went really well this whole month. I feel like sometimes with the listing goals, I have like a good week of it and then kind of fall off. And then I like list a bunch of things the next week or, but overall in August, I I counted up, I've listed 126 items in the month of August, which if we're at the 27th day of the month right now, that's 4.66 items per day. So that's really close to the five per day goal. Yeah, that's good. I Same as you, after I ran the sale, I was a little tired and I did give myself a few days like fully off of doing really anything posh related just because yeah. it is so like intense sending all the messages and just being so on. It's a lot so, of time like, on your phone. <laughs> yeah. My screen time, not looking my good. My screen time was bad. Oh my <laughs> like God. Like a full-time job. Yeah. I know. I'm like devastated looking at that i'm excited for um, this week because my screen time is going to be like you're down 90 percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know for from real, last week for real <laughs> yeah 100 um but overall 126 items um i'm feeling really good about that that's a lot of new listings and then what was cool is i've counted up my items that i've sold this month and i've sold 121 items so that wow. ratio is basically like flat within five yeah. items so as many new items that I brought in the door, like items went out of my closet. I stole that many items too. Yeah. And it's definitely setting you up to have some good months coming up as well. Cause you have a lot of inventory, you know, you didn't just like sell through a lot of items and not replenish it, you know? Yeah, no, I'm st- my inventory. That's one thing that's kind of been a success over the summer is one of the episodes in the spring we talked about how I finally got up to 500 listings and that's kind of been like my baseline 
which is good because that means that even though I've been sourcing and consistently listening to items, I'm selling through it at about the same rate. And to keep that up for a few months, that's another thing to be excited about because that that's something like, I, I don't know that I'm really wanting to like scale my closet a whole lot bigger to hold more items. I think I just want to get better about sourcing. Right. So I'm not hanging on to those. Get some of those items shorts. we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the those that shall be named out the door. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's cool that, that even at the end of the month, I'm right now at like 490 items. So right about the same as what I begin the month. That's crazy. I mean, sort, you know, listing five new items every day, that's hard. Sometimes you go to a thrift store and you don't find anything. I mean, sometimes I talk to you, you've gone to three stores in a day and you're like, I only got a few items. Like, and I am trying to be more selective because it's so hard up there because sometimes it's like, you don't want to force it because then you get into a situation where it's like, you want to make sure everything that you're listing, you're like excited about and you think is going to sell, but then balancing that with like having enough inventory to like consistently list. Yeah. It's tough. And I think that's where, when we talk about goals for September, which we'll probably talk about next week, I think I even want to have a higher listings per day goal because I I do want to be making a little bit more than $3,000 a month, ideally to be full time. So to like scale that up, I think that's going to be my ticket is to keep consistently listing maybe like six or seven items per day. And then hopefully if I can keep selling that same amount out and in every It'll day. It'll just naturally go up a little bit. Yeah. 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 True. So doing a little forecasting, I'm going to really try to dig into my own. That's something we've talked about that we've done in the past, like looking through our own sales reports and analyzing that. I really want to look at that um, for September to try to make sure that I'm sourcing the right stuff and also definitely able to keep moving in the right direction with that. Well, we'll always keep you guys posted. So next week we'll have the final August numbers. Maddie's already in the green. She's hit the goal. <laughs> and hopefully I'll have good news to report back. I'm a little under $300 away. So hopefully I can get there. Four and if days. you're one of the lucky few that gets Taylor's secret sale, congrats. <laughs> Dude, send me an offer. I'll probably accept it <laughs> next four days. <laughs> I don't think this episode's going to go live until September. Oh, it's too late. <laughs> maybe I'll just put on my Instagram and be like, please, if you're interested in anything, like <laughs> say no more. Name around price sale. Continued. Continued. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but otherwise, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked today's episode, please feel free to head over to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars, write us a review. We love to see those, and it also helps other listeners find our podcast. Also, if you have any questions for us or a reseller win that you'd like shared on a future episode, feel free to email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Otherwise, we'll talk to you guys next week. We have some exciting episodes planned, especially for fall. So get excited. We have some themes we're going to be doing, a little holiday flair. So stay tuned for all of that. (laughs) And we'll be back next Tuesday. Talk to you soon. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Please reach out to us at Gmail.
<laughs> you you already know. 